Well, good evening, everybody. Good late evening, everybody. Hope everybody has had a great Saturday uh, so far. Um, welcome to this uh, recap edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. We're going to recap uh, Tech's loss to Oregon, um, thirty-eight to thirty, and kind of give you my thoughts. We'll do. I'm not going to really do a preview of Tarleton State because, quite frankly, I don't know enough about them and. You ought to blow them out next week. I mean, there there just shouldn't be any question about it. And we'll talk a little bit of the Big Twelve uh, around the Big Twelve today, and kind of what's what's next for this uh, Texas Tech football program. Should we be pushing the panic button yet? Spoiler alert: No. Um, you know, again, I said it last night. Said it in the recap show last week after the Wyoming game. Um, did not expect Tech to win this game. Um, what makes it frustrating is. You shot yourself in the foot enough tonight to prevent you from winning this game. You could have won this game. You were so close in so many ways, and just it you made too many mistakes to win the game. And you're 0-2. It's frustrating, um, but there's still, there's still so much that you can play for that Texas Tech's never done before. And I think you can still do it just based on – um, the rest of what I've seen from the Big 12 thus far. So let's talk this game. Um, you know, you, you come out fast, you fast start, you score first, uh, get yourself up seven to nothing. That's after, you know, forcing a three and out from Oregon. Oregon answers back pretty quickly, uh, tying it up at seven. Um, they end up getting the next touchdown and going for two, getting it to 15 to seven. You're able to get a score and, then you go for two, and, and yeah, a lot of baffling uh, kind of eyebrow-raising about that. I didn't get why Oregon went for two either. Um, should you have gone for two kind of in response to Oregon? Uh, you know, uh, I, don't, I, I would not have gone for two there. I think it was still early on that you, you didn't necessarily need to be chasing points um, at that point. Um, you know, Oregon gets – and then you have a well, sorry. Oh, hello. So you 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 are up basically at that point, fifteen to thirteen. Um, you're you're driving. You you were able to stop Oregon again. You're driving, and then Tyler Shuck makes one of his several turnovers tonight um, with a fumble. I mean, and you were in the red zone. You were at least going to come away with three points at that point. Very deflating. Um, but kudos to the defense. The defense ends up holding Oregon uh, to only three points. You miss a field goal going into the half, so it's eighteen to thirteen at the half. Um, at that point in the in the game, I thought, okay, you're in it. The shuck fumble was a killer in that first half, but you know you limit the mistakes. You got a shot. You know you've you've played well enough at that point to win. Um, you come out, you score to start the uh, second half. Then you force a three and out to Oregon. Then you block the punt. So great special teams play there. And then the exact next play, Shuck throws an interception. Again, killer, killer mistake. That's two turnovers for Shuck. Um, and then Oregon, you know, marches back. They get themselves a touchdown. Um, and then it's, you know, it's it's basically seesaw back and forth. You take the lead late with about five minutes to go, 30 to 28. You think, okay, my thinking at that point is you've, you've, you've left them too much time. 
exactly right, but you also have, uh, you know, uh, another 15-yard penalty that extends a drive. And let me back up a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the Dunlap interception or non-interception. Do I think it was an interception? Yes, I do think it was an interception. Do I think the Pac-12, Pac-2, whatever they are now, refs cost you the game tonight? No, I don't. Um, it's a bad call, but I, I think ultimately, you know, and I, I say this a lot about referee calls. You've got to play well enough where one bad call from an official isn't a killer. And you didn't play well enough. You made too many mistakes. So, yeah, it, it was an interception, but th- that didn't cost you the game. Back to that la- the Oregon last drive, 30-28. to 28. Um you know, it was it was like a slow death. You knew they were going to make the field goal because they got really good field position, but you you had some hope. I mean, you know, defense again. Kudos to them. They come up with a big play on, on third down where you force their player out of bounds, saves you a timeout, and you force them to kick a field goal. And you're thinking, okay, you know, we we've got time. And and here's the thing: I know some people are down on our kicker right now. Um, I'm not at that point yet. I think. You know, we've put him in some bad positions for some of the missed kicks. Um, I had some faith that, yeah, if we had gotten to that point, he could have made the kick. Um, but Tyler Shuck does it again. Throws a, th- uh, you know, second interception, this time a pick six. Um, and then he ends the night with a Hail Mary. And so he's three interceptions on the night, four turnovers total. Um, it's frustrating. Um I know there's going to be a lot of talk about the going forward on fourth down. Yeah, I agree. That was probably a bad time to go for it on fourth down. Um, apparently, Joey McGuire's answer to that was, well, that's what the chart says. I get the analytics, and a lot of times last year, the analytics helped Tech out. I think it helped you beat UT and Oklahoma last year because you went for it on fourth down more often than not and made it. Um but I, I kind of think you have to have a little bit of wiggle room on the reliance on that chart. I think in the game situation you were in at that point, especially when you have a, a punter as good as McNamara, you could have pinned Oregon deep. And, yeah, that was frustrating. Um, it was all around a frustrating game. And, you know, I expected to lose this game. I You know, I had said we're not going to get boat raced. I know people were saying, oh, we're going to lose by more than 82. I knew that wasn't going to happen because I – you know, I felt like this team is. First of all, they were obviously better than Portland State, but I felt like this team was more talented than they showed last week in Wyoming. And I think you saw that tonight. But I think you also saw the reason you lost to Wyoming last week, which was you had some really bad mistakes. Um, I'm going to try not to call out players, but I do have to call a couple out. Um, Monroe Mills had a horrible night in the offensive line. Um, it felt like Flozell Adams out there. Just lots of penalties. Offensive line still's got issues, and you, you got to fix it. Um, my hope is maybe we get better as we go this year, like we did last year. But you're not there yet. Um, I loved involving Tharp in the offensive uh, play call or in the offensive drives. I thought hopefully that needs to happen more. Um, he's he's a mismatch, and you know I, I just think you could do some really great things with involving Tharp in more plays. 
You know, when Taj Brooks got to touch the ball, I thought he did a good job. I'd like to see that more. Yet a lot of Tyler Shuck runs tonight, and it was working. And so I don't have a problem with you doing that tonight because it was working more often than not. I don't know if you can necessarily do that every single game. Um, you can't – I think you're going to have a problem if Tyler Shuck's your leading rusher. And it's not for a lack of talent. You've got Taj Brooks. You know, I think Cameron Valdez, I really have been impressed with him. You've got some running backs on this team you can involve. So you can run the ball more. You don't necessarily have to just run it with Shuck. Um, You know, I have no, I really have no beefs with either coordinator's play calling tonight. I thought, you know, again, I think defense did, did enough for you to win the game. And, you know, holding this Oregon team to 30 points, I mean, I think that was huge, and I think they did enough to win you the game. You know, offensive-wise, I thought the play calling was good. Like I said, I loved the involvement of Tharp. I hope that continues. Use the tight end more, and I think you're going to have a lot more success. I know there's a little bit of gripe, so we can't have Tyler Shuck run this much. I don't I don't foresee him having to run all that much or I don't foresee that being a go-to play every single game. It was working, and I think if if you if it's working, you stick with it. And I get it. Um, obviously, let's talk a little bit about Chuck and then and kind of my thoughts on kind of what needs to happen going forward. It was a frustrating game again for me from Chuck, and you know I, I'm trying in my mind right now to think about you know all of the rushing plays that he did, all of the positive plays that he did, and I'm trying to push out the four turnovers and really the three turnovers. You know, I'll throw out the last one because it's the end of the game, and it's it's tough. Now, do I think – I think do I think a change needs to be needed or needs to be made? <sighs> That's – I'm on the fence. I'll be, I'll be really honest with you. I'm on the fence – um, I would not mind seeing some Baron Morton more, and I think you'll see some Baron Morton next week, or you should hopefully see some Baron Morton next week, and possibly even Jake Strong next week with uh, who you're playing. But, you know, Shuck has been very feast or famine. That's got to be corrected. couple of times tonight with the interceptions, it was – a situation where if he had just eaten it and taken the sack, lived, lived to do another day, you would have been fine. And I think he's got to do more of that. Here's the good news if you're a Texas Tech fan. The next four games are extremely winnable. I, there's no reason you shouldn't be 4-2 by October 14th going into the Kansas State game. I think if you're not four and two, then we may need to t- hit the panic button at, the, at that point. Um, I predicted nine and three. I don't think we're going to get to nine and three. I just because I do think there's a couple more losses on this schedule. If you can get to eight and four, I would count that as a victory because you've improved. You haven't gotten eight wins in regular season since Leach was here. Um, but having said that, you know, you, you've got you've got some there's talent on this team, but you gotta fix the mistakes. And 
you've got Shuck has got to learn to eat it and take the sack instead of trying to just do too much. Um, so that's going to be what's going to be bear watching. Now, are we going to learn a lot about this team next week? I don't think so. You know, you ought to, you ought to destroy Tarleton state. If you're not, if it's close, then we got problems and we might, we got Matt Wells size problems at that point, I think. But, um, you know, I think you beat Tarleton state pretty handily. You go play West Virginia that next week. That should be a win. You know, Baylor has not looked very good. I know it's a home game for Baylor. Actually, I'm skipping Houston. Houston, you ought to beat them. I mean, they lost to Rice today. I don't think they're that good. You know, Baylor, I think you should beat them. I, I really think you ought to be 4-2 and two going into Kansas State. And then at that point, you've got a perfect opportunity to see, are you, are you truly prepared to be on that top half of the Big 12? Here's the good news. Beyond Texas, and we'll talk about that because we're going to have to hear from them for a while because they won. Beyond them, I don't think there's a dominant other team in the Big 12. And I'm still not sold on Texas because I don't know how good Alabama is. But beyond them... They, I mean, they they have the big win, so we're going to give them their roses and say they're the best right now in the Big 12. But beyond them, who else has really, truly had a an impressive win so far against a quality team? That's, that's the million-dollar question. You know, um, obviously last week, TCU, Baylor, Tech, I mean, they all lost. Baylor loses again today. I mean, it, it was close, um, but they end up losing. So they're 0-2. Um, you know, Kansas State plays Troy, and they beat them soundly. BYU plays an FCS team. They beat them soundly. I mean, Oklahoma, they won 28-11 against SMU. Is that really that impressive? I don't think so. You know, West Virginia beats an FCS school. Iowa State loses, which, I mean, they're going to be the worst team anyway. Um, maybe you can point to this Cincinnati Pitt game and say, oh, yeah, that's impressive. You know, that's unexpected. I thought Pitt would win. But, I mean, how good is Pitt? We don't know. Um, UCF beating Boise State by two. It's It was at Boise State, so a little bit could have been a little bit of a trap game. Yeah, I mean, they, they might be good. I mean, Houston losing to Rice, that's kind of a disaster. Um, and then, yeah, TCU wins. I mean, they just blow out. And then Kansas beating Illinois. So, looking at, but looking at all these games and looking at Tech's opponents, there's, I see still a lot of winnable games in the Big 12. You know, um, having said that, are there trap games? I think BYU is a trap game for sure. You know, Baylor could be a trap game because you've not been very good on the road. So you got to get better on the road. And I think Baylor is going to be the perfect test of that because I think you're, you're, I think you're better on paper talent-wise than Baylor this season, but you haven't proven it in the last couple of years. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, having all said that, you might be 0-2, but you could, 
I, I can still see a scenario where Texas Tech's in the Big 12 championship game. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility just based on talent and what I've seen, not only from you, but from the rest of the Big 12. But you can't shoot yourselves in the foot. And you got to clean things up. And if you just minimally do that, if you clean things up, you're going to win a whole bunch of games. You got this opportunity these next four weeks, get better, win those games, and then you get a big test against Kansas State. But you got to be a four and two. That's just the bottom line. You've got to win these next four games and be at four and two. Or there is trouble. And I'm not saying McGuire, Joey's going to get fired this year, but there's trouble. And things are kind of off the rails if you're not at four and two. Um, I hate I hate that 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 I'm taking that big leap. I really do, um, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, are you going to learn something about Tar? You know, playing Tarleton next week. Well, hopefully you just beat them by a lot. That's I mean that's the goal. Beat them by a lot. You're wearing a lovely throwback the, from Donnie Anderson era. It's sold out. That's awesome. Get get the win and you know, get on to, get on to West Virginia. That's basically your goal for next week. Um, hopefully get, hopefully Baron Morton gets some snaps just because, you know, you're not going to need Tyler Shuck after the second or third quarter. That would be awesome. But I don't think the sky is falling at this point. Like I said, I'm trying, I'm trying to tell myself I had them losing this game anyway, even after last week, I thought they'd be on to, it's just it's frustrating how you lost because you were so close and you just kept shooting yourself in the foot again with penalties, with horrible turnovers, with a weird fourth down call. I just yeah. Um so let's talk a little let's end this and we'll talk about UT. Is Texas back? I don't know, but they're gonna be unbearable for a while. Uh that's just we're going to have to deal with it and they'll be unbearable until they lose the game. Here's my hope go undefeated Texas till black Friday. That's what I hope, you know, but they're going to be unbearable and we're going to have to deal with them. So just let them, let them squawk and do all their things. Just remember, they still have to live in a horrible dump called Austin where they've defunded the police and crime runs rampant and, we get to live in West Texas, which is the greatest part of Texas that we've kept out all the yuppies and the weirdos. They can stay on their side of Texas. And that's what I'm going to keep telling myself as, as I'm having to hear all these UT fans come back out of the woodwork. It's good for Walmart. I mean, you're going to have a lot of people at Walmart tomorrow buying their UT gear. And all of a sudden they're going to have all these fans again. That's yeah, good for them. Um, they're going to get annoying, and so kudos to them. I would not love nothing better for Wyoming to go in there and beat them. I don't think it'll happen, but, you know, poor Wyoming. You know, you, you leave such a safe, beautiful uh, state to come to the nastiness that has become the capital of Texas, which is a shame, um, of Austin. But, um, yeah, they're going to be annoying. But, I mean, give them their flowers. Right now they're the best team in the Big 12. They've proven that so far. Will that be the case by the end of the year? I still don't think it will be the case by the end of the year, but that's where they're at right now, and 
yeah. So, so that's kind of my. I kind of feel like I rambled on tonight. Here's the bottom line. It stinks that you lost the way you did because you were so close. But the sky's not falling yet. You've got four extremely winnable games. Go get these four wins. Get yourself to four and two. And then let's see how good you are when you play the defending Big 12 champions, Kansas State. So I hope everybody has a good rest of the weekend. Um, I do plan on recording next Friday um, the regular edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, I am going to miss probably the majority of the Tarleton game next week. Um, I'm going to see the Sod Poodles play, which that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. I will probably still do a recap, but it will probably be a little bit short. But that's kind of uh, the broadcast plan for this week. So hope everybody has a great week, and I will see you next Friday for The Chris Carpenter Show.